0: Everybody, welcome to Pale in Comparison, a proud member of the Doof Network. In this podcast, my sister uses her knowledge of the otherverse to take a look at Pact, Wildbow's most ornithological work, and I try to not give away any spoilers. I'm Jenny, and Malia convinced me to read Worm. I'm Malia, and Jenny convinced me to read everything else. This episode, we are covering Histories, Arc 12. Before we get into that, however, I'd like to issue a spoiler warning. This podcast is filled with pale spoilers. If you don't know what practice Sheridan chooses as her specialty and don't want us to tell you, stop now, read Pale, and come back to this podcast. As for Pact, there will be full spoilers to the chapters we are covering. Man, by the way, guys, I'm just so sorry for the last couple of weeks. My voice has just been, like, fucked up. I've had, like, the worst cold and it's just my voice has just been like low and kind of just weird and now it's kind of getting back to normal so yeah and you started like trying out nicknames that just didn't really catch on yeah like yeah i don't know what i was thinking about like was it like Jen ben i don't know what i was thinking about that one the obvious name for that would have been like rujan rujan yeah yeah that would have been the obvious one to me but like (laughs) I don't know. I obviously wasn't thinking clearly because I was sick. So, right, <laughs> that's that's the obvious thing. <clears throat> <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? You like? I mean, Jen ben Ben's kind of snappy. Jen Ben, you know? yeah, but like in terms of like, Gen ben. yeah, but like Rujin just makes sense though, right? Rujin sounds closer. It does, but you know what? There's no wrong answers. <laughs> <laughs> it's just your preference. <laughs> yeah and then but jenny it is that my other one yeah. yeah that makes sense my first thought was going to be jelliot that's just kind of funny <laughs> jelliot and rujan but you know I, I like the other ones too it's all yeah, good see we're still we're still trying out those nicknames yeah, we're trying out stuff <laughs> we're trying out nicknames it's good shit all right um my chapter summary is here and i'm about Ooh. to read it Woo! Alistair's interlude. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Alistair skips through a test and gets ratted out. Despite expecting to be punished, Alistair is able to convince Laird that he's a good candidate for leadership. As a reward, Alistair is forced to confront a ton of demons. <laughs> then later on, he has a proposition for Rose. Well, what do you think of these cha- or this chapter? Not these chapters this chapter um it was like i didn't know that i needed an alistair interlude but i did um it was great and the only complaint is that it didn't quite give me answers (laughs) (laughs) it was like oh yeah grandma rose remember her look at her Ooh, she's doing stuff and then it was like yanked it away yanked it away but it was very exciting it confirms to me that she's up to some shit and it's not just like crazy speculation that she's up to some shit. Yeah, no, she's for sure up to some shit, mad wild shit. <laughs> uh, I still love her, um, which is a weird thing based on what she's done to Ambrose. Um, yeah. Sometimes you just can't help but have love for people that like are shitty, you know? Yeah. This is a random thing, but I just thought I'd share. You can cut this out if you think it's annoying. But I'm drinking. <laughs> A pretzel stout. It is limited release white chocolate. And it doesn't really taste like white chocolate. And it definitely doesn't taste like pretzel. Aww. But it's more like chocolate. It's like it's close enough, basically. I just is it salty? Be, not at all. I guess that's good. Yeah, that's probably a good thing. Because that'd be disgusting. I, I feel maybe, like there's a let's... lot of dark beers that taste like Kikomon. Have you experienced this? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Maybe I just haven't had like dark beers in a while because so i've definitely had Kikumon like recently yeah but it's I'm a soy sauce, girl. People. yes it's a soy sauce or show you yes depending on i mean the, the same thing the Language, um, yeah. yes but like i it was weird hearing you say soy sauce i'm not gonna lie yeah i wanted everyone to know what i was talking about so. no i mean that's a good thing that's good <laughs> but i was just like wow this sounds like weird <laughs> anyway um yeah not more of a lager girl. I, like, ales and like darker beers and stuff are a little too bitter, generally. Um, not yeah, the stouts, know, fa- obviously, but you know. Yeah, I. Kolsch is my favorite type of beer. Um, and I, I, I like Guinness. And so I thought that I liked all the dark beers, but mm-hmm. too many of them taste too much like Kikomon and what is not Kolsch? enough like Guinness. Kolsch is a palish beer we're gonna google this this is live people um it's so they make it in cologne um and they they serve it in these kind of smallish glasses and they carry these like it's like they're they're holding onto a pole and at the end of that pole is this like saucer with a bunch of little um divots or something in it for all these little glasses they're not like tiny it's not like shots but they are like small fair beer glass and so they just walk around with these huge fucking things and um just like give you more beer until you're like no please and they like mark down on your coaster so you know how many you've had um hmm. and it's described on wikipedia as a pale highly attenuated hoppy bright um i.e. filtered and not cloudy top fermenting beer um hmm it's warm, fermented with top fermenting yeast, and then conditioned at cold temperatures like a lager. Um, they're pretty similar to lagers, but in my opinion, they have a more consistent flavor that's hmm. just like not abrasive in any way. I feel um, like, I but like also that. like tastes good. They're so good. If you they're get they're becoming more popular in the U.S. Most places I feel like that have like a decent beer selection, they'll have like one kolsch. And that's what I go for. So, recommend. Well, yeah, recommend. K-O-L-S-C-H. Kolsch. I need to see if my beer book has that. Hold on one second. I'm just <laughs> curious. Yeah, Jenny went to the University of California, Davis, and she took a class on beer and brewing. So, I was like, maybe she knows these words that I'm <laughs> saying as I read this. But she is still gone, so she didn't hear that. Oh, no. It appears my husband has taken my beer book. I oh, don't no. know where. I know. <laughs> he may have given away, which <gasps> pisses me off. So he better not have given it a fucking away because it was my textbook. It was I a cool one. Look. Let me look what book it is. Um, it's by some British dude because he's my professor. <laughs> um, <laughs> like beer brewing. Book. Beer brewing. Is that the one? Sorry. Yeah. Okay, it's beer. Tap into the art and science of brewing by Charles W. Bamforth. What a name! What a name! <laughs> he's a damn good professor because he was a he's my professor at UC Davis, and it was introductory to beer brewing class. That's so cool. It was fucking cool. It was a good. It was a good course. <laughs> so uh, I will need to get that book again if he fucking gave it away. Uh, <laughs> Not maliciously, of course, but son of a gun, Vitalis. Anyway, yeah, maybe he well, likes well. a tidy house. He likes a tidy house. You gotta be careful. If you put stuff, <laughs> if you don't put things away, it will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> it will disappear forever. <laughs> uh, okay, so should we get started? Woo! Woo! This is Alistair's interlude and we start out with Alistair skips through a test and gets ratted out by his cousin. Um, Yeah. So this was, this was fun. We get to see um these people we've sort of come to know, but like as preteens, early teens, because um, they're in middle school and um, it was interesting. Like, I mean, maybe this is like a really small place similar to Kennet. And so like, you know the seven and eights would get put together or whatever, um, so maybe these are, people aren't all exactly the same age, but like you know it's Lola, alistair Molly, um Ainsley, and so thinking about them all being the same age is interesting um it makes me you know wonder did alistair skip a grade? did Molly skip a grade? was she still in high school or had she you know I guess she was still living in Jacobs Bell, I don't know um but yeah um seeing them interact seeing them already becoming scheming practitioners is a little depressing um but also kind of fun the Mm -hmm. whole um i don't know just yeah at the beginning i thought alistair was gonna like stop time or like reverse time so he could go back to find you know notes and like cheat on the test um as opposed to just like not being able to remember that it happened, um yeah, it's interesting that we learned that like the quality of the time they give up is important because like that sucks, like I feel like, yeah, I would just like skip sleeping every night or something, I mean, unless that would make you really exhausted, presumably, like you did still actually sleep, yeah, and so that'd be a great way to store up time, but I guess that's kind of like either you just have to store up ridiculous amounts of time to be able to do anything or that's just like two o p. Um, and it makes sense that like like quality time is such a phrase. It feels like chronomancy is just like puns galore, like it's the pun practice. And mm-hmm. so, you know, the quality time that you spend literally <laughs> is important. For sure, for sure. Uh yeah, I feel like kind of rambling, but I like yeah, Ainsley. What do you how do you feel about Ainsley? I mean, he's kinda cocky, but he is likable. Ainsley. <laughs> Ah. That's right. Um <laughs> the, the fact that they're both like start with a is really confusing. Right. Yeah, I was like Alistair. I I feel like I like her. I feel kind of bad that she's like dressed so frumpy. Yeah, that like, was interesting. It's like, man, your parents are trying to make you so uncool. But like, <laughs> feel like she's trying to look out for her bro, you know? Mhm. Like she's trying to look out for him, be like you're being a fucking dumbass. Mm-hmm. So, um I think she's cool. Mhm. And I really, I like that they're friends. Um, yeah. It's it's more interesting than just like, oh, my dumb cousin who sucks, you know? Um, for sure. And for it sure. makes everyone involved more endearing. I mean, I'm not, I liked Ainsley from the whole stabbing the candle and binding Blake scene that we got arcs and arcs ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Alistair appreciating her and being friends with her helped me appreciate him more. Um, he's still like, a douche canoe but I did like being in his perspective a lot um and part of it was seeing his respect for his cousin and um his ambition is kind of fun um and it, it's funny being in the mind of someone that's so like fashion conscious because that is something that Blake commented on with him and I feel like he doesn't always comment on how people dress but I remember he was like oh he dresses like he's from Toronto and like every person, or what it seems like, Alistair's just like commenting on their outfits. I don't know. <sighs> yes, he's very fashion forward. Yes, but like kind of dickishly. Yep, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. Why did you name a child Dick? Wild though. I mean, <laughs> I it is a name like Richard, you know. But but has it been a name since like 1950 or whatever? Like, does any child? born or like does anyone after born after 1980 go by dick um no probably not (laughs) Probably not. and I I I think it was supposed to be like it was a little confusing because he says dick and I think you think like maybe he's talking about Ainsley or something and you're like wow and then it's just some dude being like hey bro you a pussy and that's cool I guess (laughs) like all right you're overcompensating bro you just Ooh, are you doing ballet like a gay? Like <laughs> it really did bring me back to um, <laughs> middle school and high school. Though I was like, oh yeah, people talked like that. That's fun. That's right. I remember when I was in middle school. I I just I have a vivid memory of Aaron Uihara talking <laughs> about like just saying like the word fudge packer and me like like never having heard of that word and then like. Getting an explanation like for what the fuck fudge packer means. No, it was like, well, all right, that was more information than I needed. <laughs> Thank you, but <laughs> not really. It's evocative, yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't know why that is one of my core memories. I mean, probably not a core <laughs> memory, but you know, one of those memories that is stuck. See, like, you know, I'm pictur- <laughs> no, I'm picturing like, um. Inside out, you know, with the shiny ball. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just Aaron Uihara's face. when like <laughs> you your like, you know, uh, 17 yeah. little glowing balls or whatever. That's know. really good. I think he was cute. And then, but like the fudge packer thing kind of ruins it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Aaron, but you'll never listen to this. It's fine. But- <laughs> God, what if he was like a huge like wild bow fan and listens to Duke media and stuff say hi that would be true. fucking hilarious if that's the case Aaron you need to message me or Malia because yeah. that's hilarious but I he's never listened to this so it's <laughs> fine it's totally fine <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah one thing I did notice was um Alistair and a- I almost said Avery Alistair and Ainsley are like sniping back and forth at each other about how Alistair's being, like, reckless as fuck, and that's, like, not a great idea? And he's like, it's a great idea! What are you talking about? I'm... Fuck the rules! Fuck everything! I'm gonna be reckless! And Nainsley's like, what the fuck? And, like, they're just gainsaying the shit out of each other, and it's, like, kind of fun, and they're, like, really giving Blake and Rose a run for their money in terms of just, like, gainsaying the shit out of each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> in that conversation. I guess it's hard when you're arguing to not do that yeah i guess so depends on how big of an asshole you want to be i guess yeah and yeah it reminds me of his whole thing about how he says things definitively and confidently and the spirits want to like back that up yeah um oh alistair such a man he's pretty cocky yeah i said he feels like the type of cis straight white man who the universe bends over backwards to help because like they're so overly confident like applying for qu- jobs they're not qualified for and just assuming that like they're meant to be everywhere and they like earned it I feel like I've always wondered about that because like I've looked at jobs before and I've been like oh I don't know if I quite qualify for this but how do you have the confidence to apply for shit that like you're obviously not qualified for I, no I no don't idea. understand I'm no. like and you fuckers sometimes get it and you make a fuckload of money fuck your face. <laughs> But also, fuck you employers for employing those people that don't qualify.
1: Yeah, I all. think
0: that employers also often, like, overhype the job or whatever. Like, they make it sound yeah. harder than it is or whatever. Because a lot totally of those right. things, no one actually fits those qualifications. It's, like, impossible. Yeah, any of the nursing jobs I look at or have looked at in the past, like, have, like, 15 to 30 things that Mm -hmm. like sound really like complicated and they're really not (laughs) in practice but it's like oh like must evaluate i don't know i don't have an example off the top of my head because i've been drinking too much stout but (laughs) but basically (laughs) like sounds a lot more impressive and difficult than it really is Mm -hmm. what's another type of dark beer so in germany there's dunkels and dunkels aren't bad but like isn't there another one like there's stout and there's it means dark in german Ah, it sounds adorable for some reason. (laughs) German is adorable, Um, but there's another right? Isn't there stout and like uh, I could Google it because like stout's like the only one I fucking know to be porter, right? Wait, porter, right? Yeah, that's like another one. Stout and porter. Porter. Okay, thank you. I just Um, really needed to know that. (laughs) It's really bothering me. Hilariously, just like I found. Okay, so I found like uh an article about the nine best dark beers, beers to drink in 2022 which is kind of oh. a random thing to say anyway <laughs> um so but apparently the best overall uh which i'm probably going to mispronounce but we're all used to that is deschutes black boot porter b-u-t-t is that, that? boot okay. yeah i don't know apparently that's the best one um uh, there's also zero gravity extra stout which is the best out um But the reason why I'm not going to read all of them. The reason why I brought this up is because um, I just just scrolling down and said the best black IPA is the Stone Sublimely Self Righteous. Nice. Which is what a name. It's going to be really fun to name beer. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those beer names. I saw one that was called like today because I was at a restaurant. What was it called? It was like um, something to do with space. Hmm. The Final Frontier? No, it was like (laughs) that'd be pretty cool. Was it Spacecraft or like it was an IPA? Hmm. Space Beer IPA. Let me space dust. That was it was called Space Dust. Oh, that's cool. Yes. I don't usually like IPAs, but they um gave me a little taste of it. And actually it was pretty good. Huh. It's a pretty good one. Um, but yeah, space dust. You knew, you know? it's a cool name yeah it's a cool name i mean call get a cool name for your beer and i'll try it you know <laughs> like i don't know unicorn twinkling or like i don't know any fucking thing yeah so before we get back on topic um space dust mm-hmm. reminds me you need to play outer wilds have you played it i don't think so i feel like that like rings a bell but what i've played my what what have i played Sorry, it sounds really familiar. Let me check. I played that Outer Wilds. It's a space time loop game. Okay, I'm gonna say no. I played the Outer Worlds, not Outer oh. Wilds. So, Outer Worlds is kind of like Fallout, except not quite as good, but in <laughs> space. Um, huh. So, Outer Wilds. You're saying? Yeah, it's mm. um, it's it's kind of cute. I like the graphics. It's all pretty appealing. Um, except there's these scary fish um but the the music is really really good and uh it's a time loop game right so it's like you have 20 minutes i think max um before the loop starts over um and like if you die it starts over sooner or whatever but that's it's kind of liberating because you have you know if you die like oh well like you just start the loop over um and apparently from like the very first run you can like like nothing changes from run to run, so you can like solve the game or whatever the very first time, except you won't cause like what the fuck is going on and apparently, it's popular for people in the Doof Discord to stream themselves playing mm. uh, and people think it's fun to watch people like crash into the sun or whatever <laughs> and, <laughs> um so i might I'm gonna try to start streaming it sometimes, but if you <sighs> get the game, um. You should do it too, because apparently Outer. everyone just gets really excited it's about it. Like a Steam game. Um yeah, I have I have, have Xbox Game Pass, so that's how I have it. But yeah, I think it's on Steam and yeah. What do you mean Xbox Game Pass? Do you have an Xbox? I'm getting no. Guess, yeah. no. What? Um there's what the there's this thing called Game Pass where um it's like the Netflix of games. The <laughs> um, Netflix of games. What yeah so if you pay for this pass um they have a bunch of different games on there uh that you can just like play for free um they don't i don't think like i don't think they have the outer wilds dlc for instance so there's some stuff that it's like a little bit limiting in that way if you want like expanded content but it's really useful for like trying games out um Mm -hmm. and not feeling like oh crap do i i mean because i guess you can return games on steam or whatever but you can just like try something out for like you know however long you want and be like no nah, this sucks and you like didn't spend any money on it other than you know what you spent on the pass um and so that's nice um especially if you are interested in a decent amount of the games on there oh that's cool yeah it's pretty sweet the more um, you know. i have a game on my wish list for steam called stray that oh is that a on. cat one it's the cat one I don't think that's on game pass I haven't tried it yet but oh snap it looks like a Gwen kind of it does kind of look like a Gwen. <laughs> yeah I know Yeah, I need to get another controller because my children keep getting a hold oh, of my no. controllers and like breaking them um, I guess that's what happens with kids get it kids are sneaky man they will get into anything and everything Mm. And they will try to eat it. Doesn't matter what it is, they will try to eat it. Does Miko try to eat it? Okay. Well, he he doesn't eat anything, <laughs> but Lily eats everything. Okay. <laughs> so they they balance each other out. I'm assuming most kids are like Lily, and that I mean, well, maybe they're not, but Lily like balances Miko out because he doesn't. Mm-hmm. He he's very picky. He will he eats like five different things, and that's it. She eats literally anything and everything, <laughs> like she's trying to eat my fingers she's trying to eat like soap you know she's trying to eat everything (laughs) so she's she's not picky yeah she's hilarious she's funny but she will she'll eat that shit so you gotta be (laughs) careful anyway i don't know where i was going with that but i'm gonna say uh on to the next part um (laughs) try to see where the fuck i am despite expecting to be punished Alistair is able to convince Laird that he's a good candidate for leadership. Yeah, this was a fun twist. I mean, I guess, like, Alistair has been kind of set up to be the next leader of the Baham, so it wasn't incredibly surprising that he wasn't going to get, you know, really punished. Um, But it's still, you know... a little bit, like... Okay. Right. Um, Also, I missed Laird. (laughs) Um, I hope we get more flashbacks with him in it because it's still like i don't under like i don't understand what's happening and you know this is like very confirmation that laird is like deep in this shit and knows what's up um and it'd be nice to see him a little bit more because he's a shit but i missed him (laughs) yeah i mean yeah i understand (sighs) weird kind of like a lovable shit yeah one of one of the things that i really liked was when um you know laird is kind of being like okay everyone like please leave because alistair's not going to tell me why he did this with all of you around and so you know give us a minute or whatever and he mumbles something under his breath about how ainsley's a narc or whatever and laird's like hey forgive your cousin um and i really like that that he's Mm -hmm. like i mean laird is super into his family and that's cool like sometimes it's annoying (laughs) But this was one of the instances where I really liked it. Like, he's like, no, like, you know, you, your relationship with your family and is really important. Um, Like, I refuse to let you hold a grudge against her. Like, it's just awesome. Um, And like, you know, Ainsley was like worried about you and like worried about the family. And like, that's why she did this. And it was a good thing that she did this. And like, Mm -hmm. cool. And another nice moment where, you know, Alistair's like, yeah, I don't want this to Ruin our friendship, so I'll try. And that was nice. Mm -hmm. Um, but then we learned that unlike Laird, who like cares about the family and will do whatever for the family, Alistair cares about himself. And yeah, just so happens that he wants to be the head of the family. And then when he's the head of the family, his success will be the family's success. (laughs) Like his main motivation is himself, and it just so happens that that currently also benefits the family like the stuff that he does benefits both um which is interesting um i don't know if i'd want to be in charge of a practitioner family i guess it's nice with the the behames just because with laird and alistair specifically they have a lot more control over like being able to practice but like god it sounds exhausting um it does sound pretty tiring Yeah um yeah and then he says this weird thing about how you know the more he does this he's he thinks that like other people are kind of like losing time or like like they're like something weird is also happening with them and like it's okay when it's his cousins because ultimately he's going to help them but like he's somehow taking something from the Duchamps Hmm. and becoming more other by like giving up so much time and I didn't really exactly clock what was happening there, but that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm too tipsy to explain. <laughs> which maybe isn't good for a co- podcast, but I'm just being honest. If you want explanations, it is not a good time. <laughs> that's fair. This this Sorry. chapter seems to be like a literally that like you want explanations. This is not the Touch time. <laughs> yeah, like tough shit you're not getting it you're not getting anything (laughs) although it's again it's nice that it's not like you know wild bow had some interesting idea of like grandma rose trying to fuck shit up and then like kind of dropped it or whatever like this is very much like this is all about her plan that she was executing with eamon um and that's exciting to have that like reorientation and like confirmation and like "Ah, grandma rose um but yeah we see alistair is given i think his implement by laird i'm assuming that this is the same set of cards that he takes for his implement um and that's kind of fun um this is also the point in the conversation where laird starts referring to we um or us and the first time i read it i was just like oh weird the behames like did a different binding for alistair and like oh weird like you know they didn't expect him to be so inventive like literally i was like the Bahame family and didn't question it at all and then at the end of this when he's like well you keep saying we and i don't think you mean the rest of the Bahame family and i was like when did he say we like what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) and so rereading this i was like oh fuck oh fuck like they are like laird and grandma rose are working together i'm wondering if it's because of some sort of oath that laird swore um or, like, just seeing that, like, this might really help the family. Because it, you know, Rose at one point, Grandma Rose at one point says, like, Laird isn't quite on board. But, mm. you know, he's willing to, like, he's like, yeah, I'm willing to do this, like, if it helps the family. Like, he's not, like, absolutely not, no way. Yeah. But he's not, like, yeah, fuck the system or whatever. Sure, sure. And um that's interesting. But, yeah, the fact that, like he is working with the Thorburn Diabolist to pick the next head of his family. Seems like a big deal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and it's just like this whole chapter is very much like, so are they the baddies or like, are they the goodies? And it's wild both, So I don't think it's like necessarily that straightforward. Yeah. But like, is what grandma Rose is trying to do a good thing. And given that I don't know what she's trying mm. to do, I can't <laughs> answer that question. Mm. But this is a very fun chapter, and it made me sometimes I'm like happy about packed chapters being short because like, you know, I gotta do notes, so like, you know, I read them a couple times or whatever, and that makes it easier to prep for podcasts. But God, I missed like the pale-length chapter for this. I was like, keep going like show me all the demons like keep talking <laughs> tell me what yeah. the fuck is going on yeah no it's rough <laughs> man oh, it's rough it's hard they don't <laughs> fucking you. tell you shit <laughs> I mean they do but it's very it's doled out it's slowly sold out. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah but it's great that Laird's like okay cool like I guess this starts now we're training you more and Alistair's like woohoo and his parents and Nainsley are like, what the fuck? And like, his reward is like, here's demons. Like- here's <laughs> demons, you motherfucker. Here's some demons. Like, you want to looks- be a leader? You gotta f- <laughs> you gotta f- confront your demons. Not even literally. your demons. <laughs> yeah. Like, hopefully not your demons. Just like some demons. You don't want those <sighs> to be your demons. No. Which brings us into what you literally just said. He's forced to confront a shit ton of Demons. <laughs> so um i do think it's funny how rose is like this will motivate you and like now yeah. you'll like really see like what you're up against and blah 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 and he's like literally i don't need any more mo- like i don't need any motivation like, I, like she's like no 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 like, you do though you please do. teach me how to defend myself i don't need you to keep showing me. no but like you need to see some more though right you need you need a couple more examples just like you just need to see them more <laughs> so good like i think that there may be something to be said for like the first time you are you know you're experiencing a demon from each choir should not be the time you have to defend yourself like i can see that that is like maybe the best reason for doing this um because they are all different um and knowing a little bit about what to possibly expect um is probably very useful um but also oh my god (laughs) like what the fuck man (laughs) how about like jumping in head first like (sighs) jumping into the fucking like fire (sighs) or the frying pan however the fuck that saying goes i just love her so much and i'm just gonna guess you might not love her If you actually met her in person and she made you confront demons. (laughs) She wears these clothes and they're so good. (laughs) And like, (laughs) she's like weirdly spry. I'm trying to, there's like a, like a cartoon or a book or something with an old person. Who's like, I guess like, this isn't, it kind of reminds me of that Charlie and the chocolate factory or no, Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. When Gene Wilder is like using a cane and then like does a somersault and like, 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 She's just, like, very sharp and very formidable, um, and also an old lady, and it's just really fun, um, god, and she's like, I never believed in molly and it's, like, understatement of the fucking century. Holy shit. Um, I also just had a thought, and I don't know if it's, like, insanely insane, and actually I'm gonna write it down and say it at the end of the episode, because I don't have you a boldness tradition that. yet. Okay. Um... Yeah, make that your, like, batshit insane prediction. I want to find my beer, but it doesn't make sense. I keep doing this, but whatever. It's fine. It exists. Dude, it's cool. This is, like, the point, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's just so fun. Um, She's also throwing out all the, like, cliche idioms or whatever. She's like, knowledge is power, and practice makes perfect. And I'm like, okay, like, I guess. Like, fuck off, lady. I'm <laughs> not really. <laughs> um like all that stuff comes from for a reason you know like right um but yeah so she kneels down and she draws a circle and right as she's about to summon it alist or right when she does summon it alistair realizes that it's just a circle there's no ornamentation there's nothing <laughs> and like, oh fuck that like yeah like that freaked me out and also made me feel like oh shit she's so powerful um like a like circle is enough right And, like, I don't have a good sense of what a Pact reader, how a Pact reader would have been impacted by that sentence just because, like, Blake didn't have actual training. Like, I guess we have seen, like, Rose um, direct the cabal to draw, like, really intricate summoning circles. Like, we've seen that a bit. But with the Ken you know, we had, like, extra materials. We had, like, Nicolette being, like, no, please, baby child, let me teach you how to do this. Like, we had, like, so much, you know, like, Lucy's implement makes her, like, circles weird. Like, we had all this stuff. And so for me, being, like, it is a circle, I was, like, oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, I don't remember exactly because I read this a long time ago. But I feel <sighs> like this hit me. It hit me more rereading it um, mm. this time. Um yeah, I, I mean it's nuts. Cuz Alistair reacts to it, but um yeah, the gravity of it was like, "Oh my god." Like, what? like this is not something a sane practitioner would normally do for like anything, <laughs> let alone a demon. <laughs> like it's like trying to hold back like a flood with Saran wrap, you know? <laughs> yeah. Ah. Ah. It's fun fun times. Um and Alistair's like, "That's not bound properly." And Grandma Rose is like, oh, it's fine. <laughs> like, it's good yeah, enough. <laughs> like, it's properly enough. You know? It's, it's enough. It's good enough. Uh, so like, uh, is it no? Yeah. And then Grandma Rose starts to explain that, like, you know, it's likely that you'll find yourselves opposite my descendants. And it's like, uh... And she's like... Look, basically, Grandma Rose seems to be like, demons are bad. And the fact that my family has access to demons, like... <clears throat> means that we're so outweighed in firepower. Um that like if, you know, one of my grandkids or whatever is pushed too far and uses demons, like there's nothing anyone else can do unless they, you know, have learned to yeah. whatever. Um, but just the idea that Grandma Rose is like, yeah, I'm helping the people who will be opposed to my descendants feels wild yeah right yeah um but it's also like is a thing where i'm like fuck you grandma rose like you should have done better by your grandkids but also she i think is like trying to do what she thinks is the right thing um i think that teaching people to protect themselves against demons is really good especially if she thinks there's a chance that like they might need to use those protections um she does seem to think that they're going to need to use those protections because of the shit that she is doing. <laughs> yeah, thanks a fucking lot. Right, she's not just out there, like, tutoring people in general, like, anti-demon shit. It's like, <laughs>
1: like I want a revolution
0: and so I yeah. guess I have the moral imperative to make sure that demons can't, like, ruin everything. Um, yeah. And yeah so the so the so the plan is revolution something about changing the system and the fact that like there's so much momentum in the system and in the way things are in the status quo that like pushing against it means it pushes back against you and like nothing really changes and like the universe will try to right itself um they talk about like the idea of the universe as a top Um, And Rose believes Mm. that the top is, like, spinning farther out of balance, and when it, you know, tries to right itself, is still out of balance and not working, Um, and that they need to enact some sort of, like, revolution, like a bubbling up of change and violence, like, or conflict, and then, like, push it in just the right way, that that itself changes something. Yeah. Um, sounds legit <laughs> I mean it honestly like really reminds me of Pale um, mm. I don't think that the kenneteers are going about things in the same way at all yeah um, <clears throat> they're more about like making connections and like you know justice doing the right thing really trying to show people that they're like are alternatives to the way things are um, mm. this feels more like Charles um, but like the whole idea of the status quo and changing things and like all of that is very much a theme in pale um Mm -hmm. and the thing that is very different is rose is like i believe that the practice is the result of demons yeah that's fucking wild it's wild um just thinking about the Kennetiers and like everything the Kennetiers are and have done flows from demons like does not make sense um and I mean it's an interesting theory in that it's not human centric right like the idea that like the practice has developed from concepts made manifest by humans um is cool in a way that like yeah, the universe isn't literally all about us. We're not the center of things. This is like yeah. demons,
1: <laughs> which yeah. is
0: like not an answer that I like um and not one that I think is necessarily right. I don't think that practice is necessarily inherently evil. Um, I don't think others are inherently evil. um, and I don't think that the practice is here to destroy the world, but I mean, Johannes seems to agree with Grandma Rose in that, you know others are here to oppose humanity. Um he just believes that humanity's winning. Whereas like Face All and maybe Rose believe that ultimately we're not because demons are gonna get us in the end. Uh yeah. It's just like real dark. And like real dark man. Straight up Yeah, I hate that she believes this thing that's so awful. And it makes sense if she's trying to, like, strike some blow against that. It's just, like, what is she trying to do, right? Like, the idea that the lordship contest of this small town is pivotal enough to change, you know, something on the scale of demons or whatever seems, like, wild. But maybe it's about... Maybe it is about her family. Um, Like, maybe she hopes that this will somehow end her line of diabolus or like make um like loosen the hold that demons have on the world mm-hmm. um and that would be cool and that those that's a good thing and maybe you know rose looking at it and practically being like okay I can't eradicate whatever but like this is the you know this is something I can do and yeah. it is good um would be cool right cuz yeah, like for sure for some reason the Lord of J like who will become the Lord or something of Jacob's Bell and is like the mechanism by which Rose is going to enact her revolution. Um which again, like, especially when we're thinking about the shit that's going on in Pale, and even that isn't like literally global. Like it's 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 big, it's getting massive attention, it's, you know, impacting a large area of Canada, but it's not like you know, a superhero movie where we save the world, literally. Yeah. No, for sure. Um and this is literally like a fucking town <laughs> in this place. I just what is it? <laughs> um Yeah, but so then we learn why Alistair's here, sort of. sort Um, that that we need the Bahames to be able to make sure that, you know, the Thorburn heirs don't fuck up the world with demons Mm -hmm. and also to help nudge things in the right direction um behame is (laughs) behame laird is going to stubbornly pummel the whoever and alistair's kind of come in and hit with the finishing blow in classic behame fashion or something um it'll be easier to nudge something (sighs) when it's already going and it's like what sort of nudge am I giving cut to proposal and so like i don't know <laughs> i don't get it um but it's fun it's pretty sweet <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah no that that all that shit was crazy yeah it it's like this one is like the opposite of the like Blake and Rose were the same person cut in half reveal from earlier this arc like feelings wise like this feels like a really big thing but i have learned nothing whereas like the Lincoln like and rose one was like a big confirmation but it didn't really feel like it had answered anything Actually, it's a weird yeah. yeah what was your favorite demon oh <laughs> um i think the the chaos one so i liked the one where he smiles and then like the whole room cracks is fun but like yeah that's creepy but holy like, shit morax i think like the chaos one like made everything like black and red and like scary and that was cool that was cool too
1: yeah and what do with, you think
0: i just remember yeah the, the one that smiled in the whole room cracks and then like goes away and they're like oh like i thought that like there wasn't any supposed to be any permanent damage and laird's like not that type of permanent damage <laughs> It's like oh fuck it was almost <laughs> yeah like oh damn okay that's creepy as fuck like yep. it's not what you meant uh. <laughs> yeah yeah I, I wanted to see all the choirs but <gasps> uh, yeah it was creepy as fuck yeah i mean maybe wild thought it would get too repetitive slash wasn't sure what else like didn't want to give too much away yeah i could see that makes sense but yeah but man i'd love to see that like just Grandma Rose with a fucking circle. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> a circle, and also like I super trust these demons. What is that? Like, yeah, why? What is, what is that why? thing you just said? The thing you just said does not make sense. It's not make like, any sense. You, you should never trust a demon. What's can't. wrong with you? She's like, these are the ones I really trust. Like, what are yeah, you these ones about? are like these are the good ones. These are my friends. Like, no, they are what not. Are you no, they are bad. Oh, They're she's all bad. I, yeah. <sighs> yeah, it's all bad. It's all <laughs> bad. Yeah, that's fucking insane. She's insane. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Why I'm, the fuck is her name even Rose? You know, I'm just like, I feel like <laughs> roses are supposed to be nice. They have thorns. But I'm like, you should have like a really shitty name if you're practicing with demons. You know? Oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's stupid. It probably is stupid. But it's just like, I feel. I mean, maybe it wouldn't have quite the weight if it was like Bertha, you know, <laughs> the <laughs> diabolist. That's so not very, <laughs> not very memorable. intimidating. Yeah, like Gertrude, you know. Yeah, so, Agnes, yeah, maybe, maybe Agnes. Agatha. I can see. I, I can, can see, see Agnes Agatha. Or Agatha. I can see Agatha. Yeah. I can see Agatha a lot, almost more so than Rose. You know, interesting. Yeah, but like, yeah. but then maybe like if it was Blake and Agatha, you like couldn't take it seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> That's rough. It's rough. All right. Anyway, let's go on. All right. My last section here, if you're okay with that. Uh huh. Uh, Alistair decides to go meet the love of his life <laughs> and propose. Uh, Maybe not so, the love of his life, but something about that sentence has reminded me that, like, we've not learned anything about the, uh, engaged Baham-Duchamp couple and I'm starting to think we never will and I'm kind of bummed about that because like I don't know I was just so excited to see where that was going and we still we don't know their names we don't know shit Like, we don't know names? shit we don't know shit uh, anyway um, I wonder if this will ruin that engagement ha 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 ha, ha. what a fucking <laughs> weird engagement like you know I haven't really talked to you much before but now that you're in this like insane ward of the hospital. I'm gonna come in and uh <laughs> Hey, wanna get married? Yeah, okay. It's it also seems like Rose was gonna try to convince him that marrying her would be a good idea and she's just like, oh, okay. It's wild. It's um, pretty wild. Yeah, Ainsley's concerned about Alistair as always, as she should be, um, as a good cousin. And he's like, wait out here, I'm gonna go make my move <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, he draws the two of cups, which is a strong like connectiony kind of card um, like to me that was you know it's not like the lover's card or whatever, but it's still like cups, yeah, I just like to clarify by the way, like Rose and the psych ward, the insane mm-hmm. part is alistair who is proposing to the novel. <laughs> just to clarify yes. what i'm meaning also didn't you tell me that they have to keep the door open in the psych ward it depends so uh, um if like if it's a psychiatric evaluation um like they have to keep the door open to make sure they keep an eye on you there mm-hmm. is a locked ward in the psych mm-hmm. like at least in our old psych area um which i guess due to COVID, it got closed now it's a normal med surge area but there used to be uh-huh. a psyched a locked area for basically people who were like to other patients and things mm. um but yeah at least if they're coming into like the emergency room i don't really know much about the normal psych ward, but like in the emergency room if there's a psych patient they have to keep the door open to make sure that they're not harming themselves or trying to harm anyone else or anything like that cool Mm-hmm. And like the bathroom that's close by doesn't have a lock or anything like that either. At least in our uh, hospital. hmm I guess it makes sense. Yeah. Cause you don't want someone to go in and lock the door and then trying to like because psych patients and really any patient that wants to hurt themselves or anyone else or anything, get they they get creative. Hmm. So you have to try to like, you know, head it off at the pass for right. lack of a better uh term. Uh try to prevent them from doing anything to hurt themselves. Right, people are creative unfortunately for that yeah um but yeah luckily rose is she's just chilling she's in her normal clothes she's Mm -hmm. not like a hospital gown or whatever she's um not been drugged or sedated or whatever because you know if there's a demon problem she's got to deal with it yeah deal with it (laughs) and it's interesting um as rose thinks about sorry as alistair thinks about rose um you know he's like she has like such a sense and aura of power for someone in this situation. It's so strange, but also she's super different from her grandmother, despite like that same powerful aura. Um, And he has a line about like, unlike grandma Rose, he doesn't think Rose will like actually use demons, Uh, Mm. which seems like optimistic. (laughs) Yeah. Like interesting considering that, You've seen her for like, you know, half a second and have never talked to her. And, you know, like, what? Like, you don't yeah. know shit. Well, he's got to tell himself that if he's going to fucking give her a ring, you know? That's true. He's trying to, he's trying to convince himself that like, my, my fiancé is not going to fucking talk to demons. <laughs> It'll be great. It'll be great. Yep. Um, And yeah, it's interesting in this moment, Alistair kind of says, like, I'm such a dickhead because otherwise, like, I'll fall apart. And that reminds me of Rose. Um, I think Rose puts on a very brave and asshole-ish face um, because otherwise she'll, like, fall apart. Um, yeah. She's really good at that, especially with Conquest, you know? Right. Um, Major a whole face. Yeah. Um, but the thing that made me love Rose again, and oh. I don't know how long this will last, um, mm. was the moment where... You know, Alistair's kind of giving an update and he says, Your people are mostly okay. And Rose is super relieved and like mm-hmm. I froze, except when she sucks. Um, but just like the confirmation that she does really care about them and she was worried mm-hmm. is great. That helps. Like I needed a little bit of humanity. That right. Because I was like, Oh, she probably doesn't care because they're Blake's friends, but like, no, she did, and she does. And that's wonderful. Um, That helps for sure. Yeah. Um, And Alistair's like, yeah, like we'll get married or something. And I'm gonna call back all these others. They don't. He doesn't actually ask, and she doesn't actually say yes or whatever. So maybe there's no. (laughs) What fucking choice does she have, right? But I mean, like maybe like they're not technically engaged. Mm. Um, But yeah. And so you know, he's like, oh, your friends are gonna kind of be okay because i'm gonna call the others back and then sandra and johannes will do it too because like it'll be too weird or whatever so they'll have a little bit of time and whatever and he's like by the way this was all laird's idea lol um and he says this is going to get a lot worse before it gets better and rose is like no that doesn't seem possible and alistair's like no trust me there's a Chekhov's demon sitting in your attic and no one's used to it <laughs> Like, yeah, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Of course it's going to get worse. Of course it is. Um, and we know that Alistair, you know, has practice with divination and, you know, is fairly adept at it. So we believe him. And then he says, we've got company, which, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> mm-hmm. And the chapter's is over. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm right end of the arc <laughs> we made it we made it alright um well Malia I have to ask what does the word duress mean to you <laughs> um I feel like there wasn't enough duress in this arc uh, cause I was gonna say I was hoping that Rose was put under duress to agree to this fucking situation although maybe it's not actually as bad as I thought it was um unclear but so like eva was under duress right because andy was like being threatened by everyone all the time um true evan was maybe kind of under some duress to not tell blake about them having figured out a bit about him um it wasn't like he was like threatened with bodily injury or whatever but he was like pressured into it kind of um Notably, the cabal was not under any sort of duress to agree to betray Blake. <laughs> and Rose is not under duress to, like, marry Alistair. I, again, it's not clear, really, to me if Laird or Alistair is under duress to help Rose with her revolution. Um, what else happened in this arc? I don't think Blake was under duress to, like, just fucking murder a bunch of people. I'm happy, like, them being under duress in the fucking abyss. I mean, that's that's like extreme levels of distress. Like mm-hmm. they that was like survival and self-defense, right? Cuz again, duress is doing something bad because someone is threatening the essentially life of you mm-hmm. or <laughs> a loved one. Um mm. like they weren't doing anything bad. They were just like climbing a building and trying to get out. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Um it was a stressful arc it was an eventful arc especially you know like this 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 title is pretty hype and i think that this was a pretty hype arc so it's pretty sweet yeah <laughs> all right well where the fuck is this going malia <laughs> uh so we've got company um who's the company?
1: is oh, it page
0: and that you know is page coming into the story paging company uh. <laughs> <laughs> so um, is it molly waiting for the molly shoe to drop um <clears throat> it's probably molly. not like barbatorum um i mean he does summon that night dude at some point and we don't know like it doesn't seem like anything like real wild is happened like it seems like we've got company is a bad thing mm-hmm. and so it's got to be like you know barbatorum pose um pose. molly um Isadora? is um, adorable oh my god i love it <sighs> she would so hate sorry. that so much <laughs> <I know. laughs> wow. uh. too much white chocolate stout that doesn't really taste like white chocolate but it's close enough yeah i guess like patrick or some crazy johannes other, um, yeah, I it feels like by this part in the story, you know, it should be someone that I kind of know mm. and I don't. Maybe it's the mm-hmm. demon lawyers. Okay, what about the demon lawyers? <laughs> Maybe they've arrived, they are the company. Okay, they're the company, they're gonna marry Rose guys, or they're gonna, yeah, oh, yeah, okay, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Okay, Rose. <laughs> the demon lawyers are going to marry Rose and Alistair. Yeah. So far. Okay. I mean, I don't know that any of them is... They're not like demon judges. Yeah, they're not ordained, you know? Right. But maybe they are there for the prenup or something. That's hilarious. They, they need a fucking prenup. Like, my God. I guess if you, they, like, get divorced, they'd be forsworn. Do you think they can divorced, like... they'd they but... split karma? <laughs> That'd be a bad deal for Alistair right That would be right there. such a bad deal. Such a bad deal. Yeah. Definitely want to well, print up for that. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> well. All right. That's fine. Well, yes. Um, now we are at our pale and comparison section where we talk about how it compares to pale. 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 Um, the being in school kind of reminded me of some of pale, um, when Lucy gets attacked by that one winter fay. Um, she's like asshole. taking a final, right? Um, we get to see, yeah, just like practitioners trying to practice, but also like not, you know, like avoid innocence, realizing what's going on and stuff. Um, so, heads. yeah, yeah. And that time that was well, the time where like people were outside and the teacher, who's kind of a dick a lot of the time, was trying to get the kids away from the windows and stuff. That was like not the winter fade time, right? I don't remember who that was. I'm trying to remember. Um I don't know. I feel like it might have been, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah. It's too much pale. Oh no that I was mean, the it's a lot of pale. It's not too much, but like it's a lot of pale. The Kennet below shit. Like the family man or something when they were like kind of invading Kenneth a little bit. Mm. Kenneth above. Um but yeah, so this this section reminded me of that. And uh kind of (laughs) remind Is it mean to say that Grandma Rose reminds me of Gilmay? Um Mean to who? (laughs) Gilmay. Yeah. That's that's a little mean, but (laughs) just like this method of teaching where it's like, I will not hold back and you will like fucking deal. She also I think Grandma Rose kinda reminds me of Rook as well. Mm, Some of the vibes. I can see that. Um yeah. Did it remind you of anything? Again, not right now, because <laughs> and I apologize, y'all. Like, sure. Why on earth before I record a podcast would I be imbibing? Um, It's fun. It's fun. And it's been a stressful month or two for me. So uh, cut me some slack, y'all. That's all I'll say. I get to drink some white chocolate stout if I want. Which I'm not going to lie. I probably won't drink this again. <laughs> Uh. that's sort of sad i mean it's not bad it's just like you know it doesn't even taste like white chocolate i'm just like just just do normal stout you know like regular Mm. stout would be better normal chocolate stout i mean i know stout's not necessarily supposed to taste like chocolate but like it sure as fuck can it can it sure it can you don't need white chocolate you don't need fucking pretzel i don't know where the fuck the pretzel's coming from it sounded really good doesn't deliver But it's still all right. It's not like bad. It's just not as good as it sounded on the label. Mm. So my answer is I think nothing because my brain (laughs) uh, is uh, not all there right now. So that's fair. Lo Ciento. Are you caught up? Out of curiosity, I didn't read the most recent one. Okay. Yeah, that one came out like yeah, less than twenty four hours ago. Yeah, but everything else, yes. Cool. Sweet. What about you? Did you read the one today? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, don't spoil I mean, me. It, I won't. It came out like last night, I think, our time. So I, I read it before I went to bed. Yeah, I was a little behind um, and I caught up, which I was happy about Yeah. now, you know. important because we got to spoil shit for people listening to this podcast. Importante. <laughs> yes, it's important. Huh. I agree. All right, guys. Now it's time. Hermelia's bold and specific prediction Da-da-da-da. okay so I think I've predicted something basically like this like seven times and it still doesn't make sense but we're gonna do it anyway it's cool Just um, let's do it okay grandma rose is ambrose <laughs> <laughs> okay wait Because, like, Rose, like, her name is still Rose, right? And she likes wearing old clothes. And she has a similar, like, vibe and aura, although a lot of that is probably Conquest. And, like, they're both really freakishly good at the practice, especially considering that they have, like, no experience or whatever. And, like, Blake is all about... Overthrowing the status quo, and he's on a mission, and he's gonna fucking do it. Like it really seems like. Cause I was like, maybe Blake is supposed to be the heir, like the, the heir or something. Like maybe Blake is more important because he's the one who's supposed to enact Grandma Rose's like crazy change or something. Mm. um Although, uh, um, and then like, yeah, they just think super have pieces of her, but like not the old part. <laughs> and it's so same. maybe like, who better? to lead her family into the future and make sure shit works out than her to shame right <laughs> it's like damn and granny like let go of the reins a little bit you know let people live their lives but no <laughs> she can't do it and i know that like you know there's the whole question of like whose apartment is that how did blake have friends like You know, all these other things that seem to like have been Ambrose's um, and whatnot. But (laughs) maybe she just did this to herself. She may have. Uh, It answers some questions, even if it answers like, or like totally doesn't work with a lot of other stuff. It's true. It's funny. All right, guys. Sweet. (laughs) Thank you for that. We're going to have our previous discussion question that. I really, really loved, even though I wasn't a part of, it was pretty fucking great. Pick a character from Pale and what is their wedding side hustle business? Yeah, I think this is like maybe my favorite so good. discussion so good. question we've ever done. And a lot of y'all seem to like it because you really pitched it. I was worried no one really would. Um but Oh wow, there are a lot of people that pitch in. It made me happy. It's like I don't um, know if I should say what I kind of think beforehand or after someone might have said go it. Go for it. Or yeah, go for it. Okay. And that way you both get credit. I'm just gonna <laughs> say already, I don't remember names because again, white chocolate is <laughs> But when I was listening, you guys were talking about okay. So I know like the last one I read, Brie took control of like uh, she's a harbinger harbinger of huh. uh that tech god and she kept having a little electronic like like a electric like kind of shit going on, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And I felt like that matched up really well to y'all talking about your fun fact, which was that, like, an electric um, or a lightning bolt could make, like, a thousand pieces of toast or some shit, right? So I was just thinking, like, you know, if, if if Brie was that, like, harbinger of that techno god thing, she could just make a fuckload of toast and, like, it'd be fucking perfect, right? It's like a fuckload of toast. And someone else could come up with like <laughs> toppings and shit, right? But like, she could make a fuckload of toast. Maybe if you have like one of those really fancy weddings, that could be like the late night snack portion. Mm. You know, just like toast. <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. I feel like since her name is Brie, I don't know, just like, oh, good cheese, cheese yeah. involved. Yeah, but, like I don't know, but yeah, there could be a lot of toast. It'd be perfect yeah i, I heard I no here, one said that, that to. so yeah oh well, perfect well that's the first thing i thought of so <laughs> you're welcome guys for your contribution to the wedding um yeah the coconut catering thing you were talking about was hilarious to me because i'm like wow <laughs> that's like so honestly so low effort but also so like i can totally see people like paying a fuckload of money for that in hawaii yeah i think they also Actually they probably don't provide it but they will like pour alcohol into the coconut as well. Oh, um, well, yeah, you need some alcohol charge. coconut. I don't think yeah, again I don't think that they provide it but I think that they will pour it. Honestly, I kind of okay, I love coconut milk. I kind of hate coconut water. I don't know if the last time you've had coconut water is Have I like you had coconut it? water. Yeah. It to me it just is it's like almost dehydrating. Like the more uh, I drink of it, the thirstier I get. That's
1: and that's awful. why I don't like
0: it. Yeah, it's it's awful. But I mean, like, you know, all the power to you guys that like coconut water. <laughs> I, I think I feel like I like the flavor. It just it feels like it dries me out. You know, mm-hmm. and I don't want to drink something that's making me feel thirstier. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. But anyway, let's get on to the discussion question for everybody else. Um, Ace of Sword talks about the dog tags are obviously security for any venue you want. Ribs insists on suggesting catering in the form of barbecue as a side hustle, but get shut down because charcoal shouldn't be the default assumption for how you like your steak. Yeah, that's fair. Um, min Min or Mean Mean, sorry about that, um, suggests Biscuit, who didn't actually get hired as the bartender, But for some reason, the actual bartender passed out halfway through their shift. And of course, Biscuit is going to step in and help because it would be rude not to. Um, And says that you shouldn't ask for any house specials, which is pretty cute. That's fair. Alternative arrival states... Alpiana makes a killing, providing last-minute nightmares, disrupting ill-advised partnerships. Either someone gets left at the altar or your money back. (laughs) (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, David Hunt has written up a little um, blurb ad. Um, Do you need your apartment gotten up to spec now that the big day is arriving and the two of you will be moving into a larger place? Call Chloe's Cleaning Company. We'll get your old place spotless and make sure that the landlord is impressed with the state the property is in when it's returned to their control. Please note, CCC only works nights, so while you're away on your honeymoon would be an ideal time for hiring our services. That's kind Um, of perfect, honestly. Yeah, I would love for someone to clean my house. Yeah. Ever. So. It's like you might not have as much, like, you might be missing some (laughs) frozen meat, but whatever, you know? Whatever. Whatever. You didn't notice. It's been in there for like three months you'd ever remember yeah Yeah. i have a bunch of frozen shit i sure as fuck wouldn't remember (laughs) (laughs) tis a rat says lucy ethical cursing slash karma distribution deals with proposals during your reception super drunk best man speeches and vindictive exes avery facilitator get together the singles in your life and verona isn't actually hired, but performs experimental alchemy practice and saves someone's life and recruits young women who have shitty home lives. Last but not least, Snowdrop eats the cake and proclaims, I want every penny you have in compensation for my sacrifice. R.L. Raider describes what I believe to be their own wedding. Um, Yi Yoon would summon the echoes of loved ones to be able to attend, which is very sweet um Verona would set up the perfect venue by shattering the moon. Snowdrop would preside, and the girl by candlelight would be the bride because RL Raider would marry her. <laughs> Sweet. You know, both- you do you, man. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Me, see what? Why is it like that? I don't know. Before the story began, the Ken Others actually had a wedding planning company. Toad Swallow was a wedding planner planner blah, 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 and gobble manager which he would pr- approve of me saying wedding planner like that by the way <laughs> Matthew secures venue and rentals Edith efficient who else loves love as much as Edith Miss photography and videography which is hilarious Alpi florals and decor hungry choir catering waitstaff and DJ also hilarious <laughs> 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 Gilmay and Marissa hair and makeup for everyone present at the wedding. Also, Big G has a personal training service. John, security, and also consand as a masculine figure would love to walk someone down the aisle. Charles will hang out with guests that you don't actually want. There. <laughs> <laughs> and cherry pop ring bearer. Um, I recommend going to Reddit and checking out the whole post because um it was long, but like the way is described. And, you know, like, the, it's all really great. Uh, much more detail than what we provided. Good job, guys. Or guy. <laughs> um, Captain Rhino has also written up a lovely little advertisement. Um, <clears throat> Are you planning a wedding, but none of your friends and family have small children? You need B.E. Orgman and Company. From the most adorable page boys to the cutest bridesmaids, we have you covered. We have a diverse group of children, perfect for every occasion and photogenic for every color scheme. Planning a retro wedding? We cover that too. Ye olde speak at no extra charge. We work in most places in Ontario and parts of Manitoba too. Uh. So complete your perfect wedding with B.E. Orgman & Company today. B.E. Orgman & Company suggests that our discerning customers should not listen to rumors. Remember the difference between correlation and causation. Okay, the whole time you were reading that, I was just thinking, I hate you so much. <laughs> what? I, I hate, not you, but just like, as B. Orgman. It's so B. E. good! Orgman, I'm just like, oh, it's so good. A, I hate you. But I mean, it's um, wonderful, but like, I um, hate you. <laughs> I think mean, This was the first official answer for the discussion question, and immediately I was like, this is going to be so fucking good. It's so good, but I hate you so much. <laughs> I hate you, B.E. Orgman. <laughs> singachi says bubble yum is a bachelor party stripper you hire to ensure the wedding disintegrates in the most messily public way possible <laughs> Gilame is the sternest goddamn priest you ever met which is yeah. i can't i mean i can't quite imagine him as a priest no personally. but he'd be a funny officiant he would be a funny officiant um Borange hat says that Gilmay would actually be the father who put his future son-in-law through a grueling test to make sure he's actually worthy mm. of Lucy. And Tommy V notes that it is, of course, also a test for Lucy. <laughs> of course. Last but not least, Mirth Strike says Snowdrops the one in the crowd for the, if anyone present, part of the ceremony to pipe up. I object! They're obviously terrible for each other, and it'll never work out. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cute because it's like so. It would be so unnecessary for her to talk then, but I could see her doing it. But also, it'd be really concerning if like she was like, "Oh, I think they're so wonderful and they're the perfect (laughs) couple. (laughs) They're so great together." Be like, "Oh fuck, there's absolutely no reason this will last a long time." Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Yes. Do we have a new discussion question? I was thinking something like which. Beer <laughs> is Blake's favorite. But like not just Blake, right? Like you can pick someone and be like, what like would Rose it. drink? Pick you know? someone from Pact and tell us their favorite beer. Yeah. Um and it can it can be broader too, right? Like you can you know, if they don't like, like out- beer, out- tell, out tell us beer. what they drink. If they don't drink alcohol, tell us what they drink. Favorite um, characters alcoholic drink. Yeah. Or just drink. Yeah. Um but I drink. think. I hope that Sandra Duchamp would drink a French 75, because it's maybe the perfect mm. beverage. I feel like I've had that and I don't remember what it was, but it was delicious. I think I made you drink it. It's um it's gin. Um good start. I, I I'm trying to remember if it has elderflower liqueur, if that's just like an alternate way to do it, but it's gin, simple syrup, champagne, and a little bit of lemon. Um it's real good. I feel like, I still haven't tried this, but it just sounds delicious like a French martini. It's like, have you had a French martini? I don't think so. Okay, so it's basically like vodka, pineapple juice, chambord, and some of them have some lime. Wow. Sounds delicious, right? Yeah. That reminds me of when Ben and I went on a cruise. There was this thing called the Serenity Martini. Uh, The Serenity Lounge was like the adults-only area, and it was... Pineapple juice, gin, and elderflower liqueur, and I drank like at least twenty of them throughout the cruise. Like so fucking good! Over the like five days or whatever, so good. (laughs) Maybe not twenty, fucking wild. Maybe yeah, they were so good. So when I went to mom, I I went with mom to this Italian restaurant in the Domain in Austin, Mm. and I ordered a drink, and she ended up stealing all of it. (laughs) For me because she just loved it she said it's the best drink she ever had it was called the Julietta, and I don't know the exact proportions but it's ginger and vanilla infused Tito's vodka, Italian elderflower, lime and prosecco Ooh. it was pretty damn good and it's mom's favorite like a, drink for sure yeah kind of like a French 75 just a little different little it's just different yeah um, all right well I'm gonna go to the outro unless you have anything else to say Let's do it. Ah! Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, share it with your friends, and leave a rating and review. To support our podcast, go to patreon.com slash doofmedia. And if you'd like to support Wildbow as he continues to write fantastic stories, go to patreon.com slash wildbow. You can follow the pod on Twitter at Pale Comparison or send us an email at paleincomparisonpod at gmail.com keep an eye out for our Reddit thread in r parahumans where you can answer a discussion question and share your thoughts on this episode. In addition, if you'd like to see all of my predictions laid out, check out our episode description for a link to a prediction tracker. Next episode, we will be covering chapters 13.1 and 13.2. Lucky number 13. Woo! Fun facts! During the Cold War, CIA agents communicated based on how their shoelaces were tied. Huh. Which is pretty weird. But how many different things could you communicate? That's a good question, and the link I had did not have an answer to that. Well fuck. Um, but I'm sure we could Google it if I tried. There's like the harder. bunny the bunny ones. Maybe they would Level like double knotted versus single knotted. Yeah. Then if you came on ton by accident, you know? right that's fucking you couldn't rushed. just be like oh my shoe's not actually untied but i have to retie it lol yeah i, mean, I guess you could i don't know i don't know you have to maybe you had to take a shoe shoelace tying class maybe it was just like you know a binary sort of like situation good or situation bad and it was just mm. like if your shoelaces were untied it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or like right like, foot left we don't foot. have our shit together at all <laughs> I oh, do no. That's funny. But then you have people being like your shoes untied and being like, "Yeah, that's fine." Like, yeah, yeah okay, it's on purpose. Yeah, yeah, it's on purpose, Gerald. <laughs> okay, statement. leave me alone. You should know this. You should have taken the class. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Have a good week. Bye.